This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Dan Greenberg, Chief Design Officer at Iron Source. Dan, welcome to the Business of Us podcast. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here. Awesome. Thank you for coming. So, um, you've seen these great videos from Apple. They tend to start with WWDC event every summer, right? Yeah. Both indie app developers and big app powerhouses get a chance to share a bit of their experience of building an app business. Do you know what's coming for such a broad spectrum of app developers? I tell you what, growth. The scale can be very different, but the necessity to grow their user base is always there. It's 2022, pandemic, recession, wars, iOS 14.5, huge competition. How do you grow your mobile app in this environment? Ad creatives is one of the answers. It may sound trivial to you, but that's only when your ads do work when they do generate sales and revenue, when they don't, I bet you don't think it's trivial uh, for a good ad to bring your sales. In this episode, we have Dan to tell us about the role of quality ad creatives in a mobile app growth. But first, it's always on the show to kick off the conversation. Let's talk about you, Dan. First, uh, please tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, first of all, I'm very happy to to be on this podcast. I'm uh, a follower of Business of Apps for for a very long time. Um, so uh, a bit about myself. So I'm I'm from Tel Aviv in Israel. This is also where it's uh, Iron Source HQ. I'm um, born and raised in Tel Aviv. Um, I actually graduated as a graphic designer. Um, and uh, being in Iron Source pretty much since the beginning, so for the past 11 years, um, and uh, been through all of the growth of uh, the company and also the growth of kind of the app economy in parallel, which is happening. So we kind of started a bit before uh, before the mobile industry kind of blew up and took off, and uh, uh, it was really fun to be here and be part of that. Okay, great. Um, now, last March, we had Jess from your team, but since perhaps not everybody in our audience heard that interview, could you tell us about our source briefly? Yeah. So our source uh, is, is a business platform for the app economy. Uh, we actually, uh, today, as we all know, most of our time is spent uh, in, in apps. Um, and uh, there's uh, over 170 billion uh, apps which are expected to download uh, every year. And also one of the things is that, uh, that we all kind of realized is that uh, every app is someone's business uh, today, right? So uh, it began as, as this like, kind of new way to, uh, to connect with people. But you know, today there's like huge companies are actually fully based on one app. Um, and this is how they're uh, they're they're uh, building their their business, uh, and we we are there to build everything that they need in order to turn that app into a scalable business. 
um, helping them from everything around uh, monetization, user acquisition, creative uh, uh, growth, and uh, analytics, and, and just expanding uh, uh, more and more solutions. Um, so you and Kana, your team can be very focused on on your app, which could be either a game, so it's the creating the content for the game, or if it's a service, right? If it's an app with a service, yeah. so being focused on service um, that you're trying to provide, and we kind of take care of of, of the rest. Um, so that's kind of iron source in a very short uh, form. Right. So there's always these two major uh, goals on the table for every developer: create a great product and find people who will be using that product. Right. And uh, usually, it's not given that um, app development teams are great in both. They may have a great app, great idea, great implementation, but they may have a really hard time of actually finding people who's going to be using that app. So this right. is where our resources are really, you know come into play in, in a big way. Right. Um, now, I could draw a tech cloud for mobile app marketing and growth, no doubts, will occupy a huge part of that cloud. Uh, from the early days uh, when the app stores uh, just started, uh, the low price tag was the kind of innovation of the day. That was the way for letting huge uh, wide spectrum of app users, um, a chance to get an app because it was cheap. But the same low tech um, made it obvious that for a mobile app project to be successful, you need scale. You need to grow your app user base. You need growth. So how would you describe a toolbox of today's app marketer who is in the quest to grow her app? Yeah. So I think, uh, again, what's really amazing is that how much this, this thing is evolving, even like in the past uh, few years. So we started like very basic in, in some sort, uh, but today there's like a very rich tool set, also very um, a rich uh, number of ways to, 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 to get new, new users for, for your app. Um, and um, kind of you have you have like the the social networks you have the the in-app uh, networks uh, like iron source um, apple is also uh, getting into this with uh, with uh, search ads um, and and it's expanding all the time um, so the first thing i think which is really important is how do i manage my creative across all channels and my campaigns across all channels is kind of one of like the, the first like main uh, tools that you would need. Mm -hmm. um, the second the second part, um, which is also where kind of where I'm I'm very connected, is around uh, how do you do how do you manage your creative production? So like in again, I think just four years ago, um, most apps and most games that were doing user acquisition, by the way, at the time it was mainly games even because apps, app businesses were really like still in the early days. Uh, you didn't have things like, you know, Uber or stuff like that, they like took over. But um, um, most of the creatives were very like, you, you would see a game that would invest a lot of money in creating a really key cast trailer, uh, and, you know, with uh, some, some studio. Uh, and they would do only one, 
right? They would do like one really great ad uh, and, and invest all of their efforts in, in creating that one creative. And then it would either work or not work. And it was very like uh, binary. But um, um, and then as, as more and more games started uh, being uh, uh, more advanced in their user acquisition, then also their, their, uh, uh, their approach to, to creative also started to evolve. And we started seeing like interactive creatives, playables, mm -hmm. um, and also getting into very higher pace of iteration and creating more and more creatives. Um, because one of the things that um, one of the things that's also happened is that everything that could be automated started to be automated. So you know, bid optimization, audience targeting, everything became more and more automated. Um, and basically the main thing that was left uh, or like the, the main lever that was left to, to do is kind of try to maximize the, the, the impact of your, of your creatives. Um, so, uh, so I think, I think that's, that's kind of became a very, very significant part of an app marketeer is kind of, first of all, how do I, how do I work and control all of the channels that I'm buying from? And the second part is how do I produce and manage and optimize all of my creatives uh, for, my, for my app marketing. The app industry is vast. To navigate this space, you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now back to the show. So the biggest challenge from what you're saying I can see is that to be able to reach out a huge diverse audience you need for app if your app business to grow you're using multiple channels and right. every time you're approaching people who have slightly different um, uh, preferences they need to be approached slightly different or more way more than slightly uh, in some cases when we're talking about TikTok ads, we know, you know yeah. how drastically those ads are different from Apple search ads, yeah. um, you know, um, app, app campaigns from Google or uh, Facebook ads. So, and no matter how much automation you can bring into your equation as a marketer, at creatives, the, the word creative means it should be created by a person uh, like applying his skills yeah, we're trying to automate this process slowly but surely with the AI, but the jury is still out. Is that possible? Right. Can you actually right. pass this task to a machine to create something that will be um, appealing, that will um, engage other people? Uh, and where we don't know if that's possible or do we want to yeah. give out that, that task, that uh, skill to a machine? Yeah. So right now it's still something that you have to spend uh, your time and still you, you need help as much as it's possible to uh, kind of make your hands free of everything except the creation process, like coming up with the ideas and putting them into design, right? Exactly. So I think, uh, so you touched a, a few different uh, subjects which I think is very interesting right now because like um, in the end, uh, creative, and you can say also in, to some extent marketing, but let's say like the, uh, the, the creative part in it is a very, 
is something that we're always trying to quantify, contain, try to like to, to, to turn it into something which is like a machine led, but there's always that human factor, that thing that is very hard to, you know, to, to decode, to turn it into something which is a, a machine led. And um, um, I'm, I'm just right now also working on like how, how uh, machine learning and, and uh, like computer generated uh, creative, which is something which is, we're seeing in the, in the past few months, a lot of things around DALI and Midjourney and a lot of like these, uh, these uh, AI, AI models who are actually generating uh, images. Um, could it actually become a viable way of producing creatives that would work? So I think as a designer, I'm saying that, I think that it actually might work in a few years uh, because it is progressing very rapidly and creating stuff which are really like impressive in terms of the, the fact that like uh, a machine can generate that. But, but still it's a, like a very big question. Uh, will that part will be ever really fully automated or you will have to have that person? Uh, because again, not trying to, to, to get too philosophical here, but in the end, the point is that I'm, uh, we're like, one person is trying to reach another person, like trying to create a connection, right? Um, and that's kind of the, like the essence of, of, of marketing and everything else kind of needs to support that. But in the end, that's, it's like cracking that human code that will make you react, that will make you say, I want this app or I want this service, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, that thing is, it could be supported by, by, by a lot of automation, a lot of, uh, and, and I think it should be, by the way, also supported with a lot of data and a lot of automation to make smarter decisions. But in the end, in the end, there is always that five, 10, even 20% that you could never close without like a human uh, mind uh, put into it. Um, and I think it's a very fascinating part of app marketing today. Uh, because, by the way, also kind of different to, to, to brand marketing, uh, it is very performance driven. So it is very, very quantifiable and very, very like measured. So uh, it's just very exciting to be in that kind of space, you know. Yeah, it is a very fascinating topic uh, and remains to be seen what's going to happen with this 10 to 20 percent of creativity that are still as of right now belong to us human beings, not to a machine. Mm -hmm. Now, um, even though I've read many estimates for how many ads people see on a daily basis, I don't think it's possible to say exactly the number, but in short, a lot. Right. You see this ocean of ads and mm -hmm. think about what is still possible to achieve with a clever designed ad. What can I tell us about ad creatives that do click with people quite literally click? <laughs> or tap. If or tap, right. <laughs> Rather tap. Yeah. Um, so again, I think, I think um, a, a good uh, ad, which is um, makes people react, makes people tap in order to, 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 to go and, and, and try, your, try your app or game, um, is a really interesting uh, combination of, of a few things, right? Um, so one thing uh, is usually like 
what is the what is the what is the marketing theme that I can extract from 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 the app that might uh, resonate with me, right? Um, yeah, if it's a game, for example, it could be just the specific genre or gameplay that might uh, that I might consider is like one thing. The second thing is also um, is also the, the the context of where I'm seeing the ad. So we talked about like all of the multiple channels out there. They're actually also it means that um, the, the person on the other end, the person behind the screen, is in some sort of different state right now. I could mm -hmm. be passively browsing uh, in my TikTok feed or Instagram Reels feed. I can also be engaged because it's an in-game ad. So I'm actually um, actually right leaning forward and right now active in a game and then seeing an ad it creates a very different uh, uh, behavior uh, and this is also by the way we see that like in 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 games um, most of the creatives who are who are top performing are actually interactive um, and it's not not so hard to to understand why it's because the the users are also inter in an interactive experience right now um and again search so i'm actually in a very strong intent to find something specific so how do i capture that so i think also a very good ad also factors in what is the user context in that specific channel that specific placement that i'm that i'm targeting uh third third one i would say is um is also what the emotion i'm trying to trigger uh we're mm -hmm. talking about a lot right um and I wanted to say unfortunately, but I don't know if it's unfortunately, most of us actually react to negative uh, emotions, right? Uh, that's uh, it's not new in advertising, not new in the world, but like uh, probably a lot of top performing ads would, would have some sort of something which is like urgency or negativity or something that captures my attention and, and, and kind of calls me into, in, into action or to attention to, to see. So also playing with like the emotion or what I'm trying to, to create. Some, by the way, it could be if the app is about relaxation or vice versa, it could be also the other way around, right? So it depends what I'm really uh, uh, trying to, to evoke. Um, and then I would say there's the kind of like, uh, uh, I kind of call it the things that work on all of us. So there's a lot of like things which are also a bit more trendy uh, and changing, but like, you can see today there's a lot of uh, ads which are uh, uh, take it to 11. So everything is exaggerated, for example. So uh, if it's a game, for example, it would be like, you know, something that looks like epic and like could be way more than the actual game. But again, it like triggers some excitement uh, and stuff like that. ASMR and just, uh, you know, and then any other spice like that that can kind of change the, the ad. And in the end, it's kind of the mix, mix of all of those together um, uh, usually creates that, uh, that, that top performing or, or great ad. Um, and again, it's, it's, it's also depends really on the context. So uh, in our world, if it's app marketing, which is again, very like performance oriented and like uh, uh, results driven, it will be very, very, um, uh, it will have that nature uh, versus, um, you know, ads that might be like more like brand ads, which can try to evoke something which is a bit more like uh, 
um, like for like more extended period of time and not something which is very like immediate and trying to call it to action right now, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, the trend of uh, exaggerating um, certain features or overall gameplay or certain features of any app, we can safely blame Hollywood for creating an epic mm -hmm. with every ad that should capture uh, like every bit of an action in the movie. So when you're watching actually the movie and see that that wasn't that exciting, but the ad, the trailer gave you a sense, it's just epic. So yeah, uh, that's kind of a, and people see that it, it does work. It does trigger interest. It does engage people with the, with the movie. So why not repeat the same thing for advertising for mobile apps, especially right. when it's about the big epic game and especially from the epic games. <laughs> So I think I think there's I yeah. think I think also the I think there's also something about like um, um, there is that um, famous quote of like the medium is the message. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like how how the how the new technologies are actually uh, introducing something new to our lives, but also changing us in some sort. So let's take like TikTok for example. Even from the actual the UI that that allows you to flick to the next post in just you know like a very small gesture yeah uh, and in a second you're already in a different type of content that also kind of influences our attention span right so like i we are much faster to try to understand what this is about like i don't know if uh, you and me i think you're probably similar in age like like 10 to 15 years ago, we might look at something for like 30 seconds and trying to process, should we continue watching? Mm -hmm. Right now, you're probably deciding in like half a second, even like a few milliseconds, right? Yeah. Is that interesting? No, and flick forward, right? Um, that was introduced to us. And uh, again, uh, I don't want to be an old fart, but like I, I remember the first time I was on a plane and there was a girl in front of me, which was like a young teenager, and she was flicking through Snapchat. And I was looking at this and I didn't understand what she's doing because uh, I saw that like I, I saw like how she's like moving through different content really, really fast. And mm -hmm. everything, it, it looked like a bizarre experience to me. Like, how is she getting anything? She was just like flicking forward. And, and, and again, that, that speed and that UI, which is totally transparent and allows you, you know, to just go, like, you don't even have to read anything, right? You don't have to spend time. That really also informs how we do marketing today. So um, we as marketeers, if I don't get your attention in less than half a second, I would lose you, right? So it means Absolutely. that I need to exaggerate everything. I need to, I need to have a very strong hook to, to, to make sure that you stay, right? So if it was pre-roll ads, I had five seconds in YouTube. Right now it went down to five milliseconds, right? Yeah. So it's kind of the, all, all of these changes and all of these new channels are, are actually, really changing the way uh, app marketing is also uh, looks like today, right? Exactly. You have always taken some into consideration when you're creating an ad, uh, how much time do you actually have to grab somebody's attention, uh, given the channel you're working with. Right. Now, since you are a chief design officer, 
I'm sure graphic design and user interface design are dear to your heart. But I've got this question. What does it take for a mobile app UI to make it cool for you? Um, yeah, so I, uh, I think, um, again, also there's uh, so many great innovation around, um, around the user experience today in, in apps. Um, I think that uh, one of the things that are, are uh, really great is how much there's emphasis today in apps in like creating um, not just like functional, um, uh, purely func functional uh, experiences, but also like adding delight to it. So, and, uh, so it's like um, a lot of um, apps today, I think like Walt is a great example. It's not uh, like here in Israel, it's a big thing. So for food delivery, right? Uh, it, they kind of turned something that could be uh, kind of functional and there were like other uh, food delivery apps before that but like the amount of effort that they're putting into uh into you know how how the images of of, uh, of the dishes look like and and the small mini games that you can play while the while you're waiting for the delivery and watching exactly you know where where the where the delivery is right now and like so like that's a, that's that's an app that could have been easily much less interesting and I think therefore much less engaging and and I think that the attention to the detail and the attention to the user experience today in apps is uh, is, is amazing. Um, and also here there's a lot of things that kind of were were taken from games uh, which were kind of always on like on the forefront of you know creating experiences, um, but. Uh, for me as a designer, it's always great to see like uh, how much, you know, in, in some sorts also apps, um, because of their like small nature in terms of like how much space you have, how much canvas you have in order to create, mm -hmm. they're actually really very well designed. Um, so you, uh, again, there, there's like a saying in design that they, constraint is like uh, the mother of good design, right? So, um, and and um, I think it's very visible today is that um, um, because of that like constraints, um, apps today actually really invest in, in creating really well-designed experiences. So yeah, um, I wish yeah. I could design apps, but I'm kind of on the other side. <laughs> I see. Uh, I hear you. Um, yeah, it's it's a great observation that uh, you know with a big canvas of a desktop computer, you have a more freedom of um, not paying attention to every single detail. You're not polishing every single pixel, but with right. a smartphone screen, even you know as big as today's iPhone, still everything is kind of a front-end feature, and you have to be really good in paying attention to details to make it work for a person. He or she may not realize that everything is perfect, but the perception will be that it's just awesome and uh, appealing and feels, and, and feels great uh, to right. interact with that interface. Okay, uh, that's this question can concludes the first part of the show. We actually have the second one. So just a few quick questions. Um, even though we're here to cover a specific topic for the audience to learn, 
I do want to spend a few minutes to give people more um, more information, better picture of my guest. So, mm-hmm. okay, question number one: What smartphone do you have now? Uh, have you been switching between these two huge camps, iOS and Android, or just staying one side all the time? Yeah, um, no. So right now I'm with an iPhone, um, and actually, like when the iPhone was released, I was, I was like, this for me was like a mind blown um, uh, situation, and and I was like totally an iPhone until until like the fourth one, and then I I switched camps. I went full Android for a very long time, and kind of got back and I think like two iPhones ago. And right now it's actually Apple is doing a really great job and it's really hard to leave them. So I'm like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back in iPhone and I'm probably not gonna leave soon. I see. Okay, uh, what was the first mobile phone? My first mobile phone was Nokia. I think 3000 something, 32110 or something, one of those. Also magical at the time. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubts about it. Uh, that's, these are good memories. Uh, now, imagine you left your smartphone at home. Uh, when you're out, what would be the most missing feature for you? Um, WhatsApp, probably. Like, I don't know, like here, here in Israel, um, WhatsApp is a, it's a very big thing. Like also in us in our source, like everything happens on WhatsApp. It's like a, if, if, if I'm outside, if I don't have WhatsApp for like a few minutes, I feel like I feel bad. Let's <laughs> see. Uh, now, what new app technologies are you most excited about? When you're looking at an iPhone uh, and you go, wouldn't it be great this thing can do this or that? software, hardware, or both, not necessarily uh, something that are being trendy and uh, probably what we're expecting, but what would be that thing for you specifically? Um, I think I think that, um, so in, in general, like the sponsors today, it's like amazing what they can do in terms of like rendering and like creating like 3D environments and like, um, um, like the fact that it can, like there's games today that look better than stuff that I would run on my PC. It's like really exciting for me. Um, like I, I used to be like a huge uh, Call of Duty player on, on console and, and since Call of Duty Mobile, it's like almost the same experience kind of, which is amazing to see, like you can actually have this. I think I would say so like that uh, is really impressive for me. And, and also, I am like I I do think there's a lot of buzz and hype around like VR AR. I think that augmented reality though, uh, the things that um, the things that you can that the smartphones can do today with all of the sensors and how they perceive like the the, the visual space around uh, around us, I think uh, could also for me is also very exciting to see like where it will uh, evolve. Um, it might be in a different form factor, but uh, I think also within like smartphones today, like uh, augmented reality is always like, a, it could be like a very interesting thing. Um, and, and you're seeing like how smartphones, like how they evolve and, and actually like more like really understanding the environment around them, uh, which is really exciting. 
Yeah, we'll see if in our lifetime we will be able to use our smartphone like uh, Luke Skywalker seeing the hologram mm -hmm. of the uh, princess floating around the iPhone. Maybe. Okay, uh, before I let you go, just a very final question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? Uh, sure, so I'm uh, I'm available in my LinkedIn profile, uh, Dan Greenberg, and also um, my email is dan, D-A-N, at is.com. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dan, for coming on the show and being with us. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that was Dan Greenberg, Chief Design Officer at Iron Source. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes in your smartphone, computer, or tablet as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.